it would be like those joke sites that are like, today it's hot as balls out. (laughs) (laughs) We can, but I'm going to, I'm going to put it down right now. That's what you're getting from me. Yeah, maybe not. It's a tit sweat Tuesday. Welcome to Well Shit. It really is that simple. I'm Claire. And I'm Serena. On this podcast, we help you to understand about your 12 universal needs, why they are currently not being well met, how to meet them in ways that work for you, and how to consistently do so in quick, easy, and simple ways that fit seamlessly into your life. We'll also help you to understand how doing so will have a positive ripple effect in literally every area of your life. If you like what you hear, please support us on Patreon. And enjoy the show. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, everyone. So uh, we are in the midst of some weather right now. (laughs) Fun part about living on a tropical island, it can be bright and sunny, then monsoon in the space of a few minutes. Seconds, and it might be bright and sunny down the street. (laughs) Well, that's the other thing is that that's one of the things that's kind of got me about living here is that that how localized the weather is. Mm -hmm. And like literally you can be thundering down here and a block down the street it's dry like mm-hmm. it's it's remarkable i live in, on a uh, technically a different island um still only 10 minute drive well as the crow flies with zero traffic yeah. or, uh, <laughs> depending on the time of day yeah and yeah. who is else is on the road but um i mean it can be greatly different weather systems right. over key west and over stock island it's it, it is kind of interesting. It's fun <laughs> living somewhere like this. Um, so, yeah. But we're not here to talk about the weather. <laughs> we're not? Enough. I mean, well, we could... Should we start a weather for fo- podcast? I mean, it would be like those joke sites that are like, today, it's hot as balls out. <laughs> <laughs> we can, but I'm going to I'm gonna put it down right now. That's what you're getting from me. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe it's a not. tit sweat Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I have no words. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> moving on from that, today we're talking about, we're actually talking about something really serious today, like um, ironically. <laughs> um, and it's something that initially I learned about in the context of my social justice journey and my experience of like uh, unpacking privilege and understanding layers of oppression and intersectionality and marginalization and everything. Um, But actually the more I've learned and the more I realized that actually this principle applies pretty much anytime, anywhere in life. And I realized I've just used two absolutes, which is kind of funny because we were recently talking in a podcast about not not using absolutes. But actually I think in this situation, it's it's valid. Mm -hmm. Um, And the, in the, concept that we're talking about is the importance of impact over intention and one when it comes up in the context of social justice work it's normally because a lot of people are very very ignorant to their privilege they're ignorant to levels of marginalization and oppression and they are ignorant to the impact they are having on the world around them 
And what tends to happen is that when these, when people do something that is racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, and they get called out for said behavior, normally one of the first responses was, well, that wasn't my intention or well, I didn't mean to. And in a lot of ways, that's put there as a way of like, well, trying to make the situation better. Well, in some ways, well, I, I shouldn't be held to count in this, to account in the same way because I didn't mean to do it. Or I, the consequences for my actions shouldn't be as severe for me because I didn't mean to do it. Um, and the interesting thing about this, as I said, is that when you start to put this in the context of needs, you realize that in actual fact, a lot of the time, intention is used as a way of excusing bad behavior or as a way of trying to explain away or not have to face the consequences of our behaviors and choices. When in actual fact, it's not a valid reason to do that. So what I'm so when we talk about impact over intention, there's an analogy that I use um, to explain it. And that is, if you imagine that you were stood behind a car and the car reversed over you and caused you severe injuries. Now, one of the things that, um, just realizing I should have put a trigger warning on that, um, apologies, there should have been trigger warning about um, car accidents before that. Um, but if you imagine, if you were in that situation, now, if the person in the car intended to drive over you, then of course, that's slightly worse because slightly worse. It's, it is worse mm -hmm. because somebody has intended to do you harm. But if you think about it, if somebody reverses over you, it doesn't matter whether they meant to do it, whether it was a complete accident. The impact to you is no different because of the intention. Mm -hmm. So the, and the physical injuries that you've experienced, the emotional injuries you've experienced, the trauma, the financial expense it might cost you to heal, depending where you are in the world, um, the time it's going to take for you to heal and how it's going to affect you potentially being around cars in the future, like those sorts of things. That is no different if somebody meant to run you down versus if somebody didn't mean to run you down. The impact to you the only thing I will say is that there's a slightly probably greater impact to some of your emotional needs if it had been intentional. If somebody had intended to hurt you, then there would have been a, there would have been further impacts to some needs. But it actually doesn't make the situation any better. It doesn't stop the amount of pain you're in. It doesn't stop the extremity of the injuries that you have. And it doesn't make any difference to what it is going to take to heal from that situation. So while, as I said, this is a concept that comes up a lot of the time in social justice situations, you will hear it, uh, you will hear it used a lot, impact over intention um, in those sorts of spaces. In actual fact, this applies to any kind of harm that is done in day-to-day -day life. If somebody has harmed you, whether they meant to harm you or not does not make any difference to the, the reality of that harm and what it will take to heal from that harm. Um, and I think that the example that I, um, that one of the things that, that we say about this is that having a good intention doesn't make it better. Having a bad intention just makes it worse. And a lot of the time in these situations, the intent or lack of intent is used as a way to try to mitigate the person's guilt about what has happened. And it's like, oh, well, I didn't mean to do that. I, I'm, I'm saying I didn't mean to do that because I'm trying to feel better about myself rather than just owning, 
my impact and owning here is the reality of what happened. Here is the consequences to this person. Now, what am I going to do about those consequences? Because the thing about it is, is that if we take in those moments, an example like that, and we feel better about it because we didn't mean to do it or because that wasn't our intention, what it ends up doing is that sometimes it can actually stop the reality and the feeling of guilt for the impact that we've had to other people. And we've got a series that's going to be coming up on guilt and shame where we're going to talk about the difference between the two. Guilt is really uh, an activation of our humanity. Guilt is, I have done something to harm this other human being. And because I'm also a human being, I don't want to harm another human being. And therefore, I'm going, I feel bad about it. And that bad feeling is that internal motivation to ensure that we don't do that again or to do everything possible to minimize the risk of that happening again so that we don't, it's, a, it's like an activation of our humanity, as I said. What ends up happening is if we mitigate our guilt by saying, actually, I didn't mean to, or trying to feel better about ourselves because that wasn't my intention, it can stop that guilt from landing at the level it really needs to for us to really feel the consequences of the fact that we've impacted this other person, which then prevents one, often our effectiveness in rectifying the situation because we don't tend to um, go as far in rectifying the situation if we feel better about it because it was, oh, well, we d- I didn't mean to, so that's okay then kind of thing. No, not okay. Um, and the second thing is, is that it actually stops the um, that, inter- that internal um, gauge for how bad we feel about it from hitting at that level to prevent us from doing it again in the future. And I think so many people use this, oh, I didn't mean to, as a way of, trying to trying to prevent themselves from feeling the impact of their actions and in doing so what it actually does is it makes it more likely for for them to do these things again in the future because they're focused on what they meant to do versus what they actually did and the truth is is that once you realize the full extent of the impact of your actions at that point you can make an effective apology go back to look at the um, apology series and the apology blueprint that we go through in one of those episodes, I'll put the uh, episode in the show notes. But if you go back to that point, what you can do is one of the things in there is you have to demonstrate that you understand what has happened and why in order that you can be effective ensuring doesn't happen again. If you don't fully understand the situation, if you're not fully taking account for it, if you're not fully realizing it, then you're not going to be as effective in that. Your apology is not going to be effective uh, or as effective and certainly um, the amends that you make are almost certainly not going to be as effective as well. So I'm just like, I mean, I know that was like a lot for me to go, <laughs> this is what we're talking about in terms of impact Fire over hose. intention. I mean, it is, it's, it's, it's and, and a lot of people really struggle with this concept because we've been taught um, culturally that being a good person is about what we mean to do and not mean to do. And we've been taught that we want to be good people. And so we've been taught that our intention actually matters. Our intention is the thing that makes us a good person or a bad person. Um, And it's not about being a good person or a bad person. This is about what have I done and what do I need to do to make this situation right? And the reality is, is that sometimes that that self-image of being a good person is what prevents us from actually showing up as a decent human being in these situations and doing what is necessary to make amends for the impact of our choices, actions, and behaviors. An example that just came to mind for me is um, a lot of times people 
do something joking around. And then the impact that it actually has can be negative in many ways, emotionally, physically. And the intent I, is for it to be a joke, right? Yeah, the intent yeah. is for it to be playful. And I have this image in my mind of somebody on a ladder and somebody kind of shaking it, the person falling off and breaking their arm. Mm -hmm. That wasn't my intention. I was just trying to give you a little bit of a scare. A, that's still not cool. Right. Still going to impact somebody else's needs, security yes. need, all the, those sorts of things. Yeah. All the different layers that mm -hmm. are... I trauma response. I yeah. mean, if I'm on a ladder, I don't want anything shaking. Right. <clears throat> so let's say somebody does do that. Oh, I was just joking, just trying to shake it a little bit, trying to get your attention. They fall off and break, you know, the person falls off and breaks their arm. And it's like, but that wasn't my intention. Oh, my arm's better now. It doesn't right. hurt because you didn't intend to do that. Like, and it's nope, same, that's not how that works. Exactly. Like the impact has been made. And I think an area where many people kind of really lose the connectedness to the impact over intention is the words they say mm. like what they're saying to somebody else well i didn't i didn't mean to harm you mm -hmm. but you did but i didn't mean to and oftentimes you see this back and forth dialogue mm -hmm. but i didn't mean to that's not what i meant i I hear you that's, that's not what you meant, but that I can't... But that is what you said, and here is the impact of what you said. Right. And you're... Sure, it could have been, you know, a, a joke. Like, ooh. It could have been... It could have been something that the person saying it thought was funny or mm -hmm. thought was a joke. The reality is, is that a lot of stuff that actually is joke jokey these days... I mean, a lot of comedians are really having to go back and revisit their material because a lot of jokes in the past have actually been at other people's expense mm -hmm. and things that were, were oh it's just a joke well actually no it's not it's a, it's a systemic demeaning and devaluing of a certain group of people or of a certain kind of person or what have you an actual fact that now that what's happening is this um everyone's like um panicking about quote-unquote cancel culture and it's not cancel culture it is consequence culture it is people saying actually the consequence of you taking this action is I'm not going to watch your DVD or I'm not, or I'm not going to go and shop at your store or I'm not going to um, vote for you or whatever it is. It's like, I'm, I'm here, this is the consequence and this has always existed. This has always existed in history. I mean, I remember there was a, a jewellery store in the, in the UK, um, very big one in like the 80s and 90s. And the, the, I think it was the CEO of the company made some comment about the fact that their, their jewelry was really low quality. Um, and it was sort of like a, a passing comment. And the reality is everybody else went, well, we're not going to buy it then. And they went out of business. Um, that was the consequences of his actions. He made a, uh, he made a, he may not have meant to say it, but he said it. And people you didn't took... intend to destroy your business no, with one comment? No, funnily enough. Um, but the reality <laughs> is, is that the consequences are that people will make choices based on what you say and do. And that is the, and the, and the fact that people are being held accountable and that they are facing consequences in a way these days that they have never been for. All of a sudden it was like, oh, cancel culture, cancel culture. And it's like, no, it's not cancel culture. It's like you have to take be accountable for, for your actions and the things that you do and the things that you say. And 
other people have the right to make decisions about whether they do or don't don't want to support you based on that. And a lot of the time, cancel culture isn't cancel culture. It's in the sense that that, that this people think, oh, you make one mistake and that's it. Normally, that's not the case. What tends to happen is you make a mistake and how you deal with that mistake is what people will make their decisions based on. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the time, because people focus on the intention over the impact, they, they focus on what they meant to do rather than what they actually did, they actually double down on the harm that they did and they undermine what people are saying to them. We would go, okay, we gave you a chance to kind of make this right. Like this is an opportunity to learn, to grow, to do better. If you don't want to take that opportunity, actually I'm going to support somebody who will and somebody who is going to show in that way. And sometimes that double down actually ends up being like them fighting oh that that it was funny that didn't hurt you that you know that didn't impact you and yeah well that shouldn't impact you and it's like you don't have the right to say how it's going to land for somebody else especially Mm -hmm. someone who's marginalized like absolutely not that is not your right to speak to because you don't know because normally in those situations you are somebody who holds privilege so your privilege as we've spoken about before um, means that the consequences of, often of our complicity in this social system are, are hidden from us. So we don't see it unless we specifically go looking for it. But to those who are getting like smacked in the face by it constantly, it's very apparent. And they they are the people that we need to listen to and believe when it comes to these kind of situations. The other thing I want to say is that like, let's look at this just from a purely needs point of view. So let's take it outside of the context of things that we've been talking about. It's like, if you have a situation, if you um, do something which negatively impacts somebody's needs, whether you intended for it to negatively impact those needs does not in any way mitigate, minimize, or reduce um, or invalidate the amount it will take for those needs to be recovered again afterwards. And this is why it's so important from a needs point of view for us to focus on our impact, not our intention. Because when we have impacted somebody else's needs, that's our opportunity then to make that effective apology and make amends. So it's like not just address the issue, which is often doing the thing you were meant to do in the first place, but actually then actually making amends to build up the needs that you have negatively impacted. And that's the thing that people don't seem to understand is that when you do something and it impacts somebody, whether you meant to do it or not, the amount of energy required to go back into getting them to the state that they were in before you impacted them is not, it does not differ really in any meaningful way. And given interconnectedness, which we talk about all the Mm -hmm. time, if you're impacting somebody in regardless of what your intention is, if you're not acknowledging that impact, you're actually uprooting your own needs as well. Actually, I'm going to go one step. I'm going to go one step further than that is that you've already impacted your needs mm-hmm. at the point that you've impacted them. If you acknowledge the impact and you um, address it, apologize for it and make amends for it, at that point, you are then starting to reduce the impact to their needs and your needs by association. But whether you are aware of it or not, whether you acknowledge it or not, you have already impacted your needs because of the interconnectedness of human beings. Because we have this intrinsic connection. Like if I if I am connected to my humanity and I punch Serena in the face, she's another human being. Of course, I don't like, like I'm going to feel bad about that. I'm not going to do that. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> As her hands get closer to my screen. Coming, coming into that side of the screen. No, 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 no. I'm being nice. I promise. Just, just soft fingers. It's okay. It's and, okay. I mean, even something like this, if you're on the video um, on YouTube or on Patreon, you can see Claire kind of like waving her hand at me, gentle, gentle, airy touches. 
And if her nail happens to catch me and slice my arm open, I can see everybody watching and see that wasn't her intention. Mm -hmm. However, if I'm bleeding from the arm or Mm -hmm. hurt, even if it just was like an, an owie, like, right. And she's like, well, that wasn't my intention. Like, and if you think about it, any kind of when you're the thing about it is, is that what tends to happen in these situations is that the action of focusing on our intention is a way of trying to preserve our own needs. It's a really shitty strategy because it compromises our needs, but it is an attempt to, prior, uh, to protect our needs. Because what we're doing basically is we're trying to go, oh, no, I'm not a bad person. Value need. I didn't mean to do it. Um, I, I, I want to keep the connection, which is the love and connection need. The security will come in there, personal power. There's a bunch of different things will come up in that in that space. So it's like, oh, no, no, I'm a good person. I want you to see me as a good person so you'll still like me, so you'll still love me, so my love need will stay met, so my, I'll feel more secure because I keep this connection up and blah, blah, blah. This is the thing is that we... When we do that focus on intention thing, we're trying to protect our needs. But in actual fact, by doing that, because we then further impact the other person, because if if I've reversed over somebody with my car and they're lying there in a pool of blood um, and I'm going, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to do that. Like, how does that help them in that moment? It doesn't. It doesn't do anything, anything of any benefit in that moment. What we have to do is take action to actually start to heal the impact that we've had to them. And the reality is, is that that is the thing that even when it's verbal, it's it's so much easier sometimes to see these things when we put them into a physical situation. When we take an actual objective thing that we can see happening physically in the world, of course, you're not just going to be sitting there and going, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to. And that'd be the end of the conversation. That's not, that's not going to help. Now, it may be that you didn't mean to, and you would like them to know that it was an accident. I'm so sorry that was an accident. Let me do it. But that's the, that is a momentary port. That is a momentary stop in the conversation, which is what can I do to help? How can I support you? Um, There are, there are things that need to happen in terms of moving in that direction. You can, you can own the fact you don't want them to think that you did it intentionally because that might impact them even further to think that somebody deliberately tried to do this. Mm-hmm. But actually, as I said, that's a passing comment in the wider conversation that needs to take place at that point in time. The thing is, is that it's harder to see these things when they are more of a verbal situation um, or more about... Um, our interpersonal relationships those are things where we we get a little bit foggy on this emotions as well yes exactly and the thing about it is is that what ends up happening is that when our needs are well met we don't have the need to protect our needs like at that point we actually can ease much more easily step into that place of i am so sorry i see what i did that was my mistake. I shouldn't have done it. How can I make it right? What can I do to make it better? And start taking action at that point. Oh, she says taking action, <laughs> hitting the sound screen. Um, so, when, so when our needs are met, that that reaction to try to protect our needs is significantly lessened. And the reality is at that point, we're actually going to meet our needs better because that owning what we've done, accepting responsibility and making things right, those are the things that are going to better meet our personal power and value needs. And actually what they will do is they will strengthen those relationships, which will mean that the love and security needs are also going to be better met. I also think those are kind of the learning experiences too. If you if you focus on what your intention was and don't drop into the fact that it had an impact, 
you're going to be less likely to the next time actually put the effort into learning learning not doing it again Mm -hmm. and you know you kind of start you continue the same patterns unless you put a stop in that pattern (laughs) absolutely so it's like if if you imagine like a, a more kind of verbal or emotional situation um say that i said something to serena that was not intended as a criticism but because of how it was said, when it was said, the other things that were going on, the other needs that were met or not met at her end, it had the impact of compromising her value need. Where I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say something, and um, like, oh, that, that I, I like the purple dress on you better than that one. Could be something as simple as, I like the purple dress better than the black dress. However, where I'm at, I may take it. But even that, even 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 that. Like if we don't know the situation, I think it's that's a slightly um, not as clear an example. So I'm, I'm trying to think of a really a really obvious obvious example um, where I can't think of a really good one right now. And I don't want to give one where people go, "Oh, I don't really see that." You know what I mean? I'd rather I'd rather stick to um, what we know. If I say something that unintentionally impacts Serena's. Okay, I got an example. I got an example. We were talking um, yesterday. We were doing some. Um, uh, I think it was the, might have been the day before yesterday. Actually, it was Monday. We were doing some uh, planning for the podcasts, and I had ex- I'd shared, and we'll talk about this on another podcast because it's part of another podcast plan, um, and about how um, my grandmother, when I was growing up, mm-hmm. used to refer to um, one of my friends from school as Claire's pretty friend as opposed to what grandma um, was always always like the kind of follow on from that. Cause I'm like, are you saying in relation to my other friends? Are you saying in relation to me? Now this was also somebody who I was pretty insecure about uh, because I thought she was prettier than me. And I was um, a little bit more of a plain Jane when I was at school um, in the sense that I didn't see myself as pretty. And I wasn't, I didn't get that reflected back to me very often either. So it was, it was a particular area of, um, it was a trigger for me because it was something that I believed about myself and somebody else I knew said something that um, triggered that feeling within me. Now, we were talking about it in the context of that episode and I don't actually remember what it was, like something, it was later on in the day we were talking or something and Serena said, oh, what, your pretty friend? And even though I've done a lot of healing and I've done a lot of work on that, I still felt that hit a little off because of the years of impact that that statement had on me. Now, that would never have been Serena's intention Mm -hmm. to cause any kind of impact for me. And the truth is that impact-wise in the grand scheme of things, it was a small thing. But But it was still a thing. It it was still present. It was still present. And as you will also hear about on an upcoming episode, we clear the small things when they are small things so they don't become big things. So I went to Serena afterwards. I was like, can I ask you a favor? Like, can we not joke about that? Like, it's like... I've, I've done a lot of healing about it, but it just didn't land the way that I would have wanted it to. Now, it could, that, that, situa- that moment, Serena could have very easily said to me, well, that wasn't my intention. Which Calm down, it was just a joke. Yes, I was only joking kind of thing. But here's the thing. 
in that moment, I'm sharing that I'm being vulnerable and that this hasn't like, it's not a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a small thing, but it was a small thing that had a small impact and I felt that impact. And if Serena had said that, one, I would have felt undermined and invalidated, which would have compromised um, my value need. It would have compromised my acknowledgement need. If uh, in, in addition to that, I would have felt like I didn't trust her as much because I'm sharing with you that this thing impacted me. And rather than apologizing for it and trying to make it right, you're trying to justify it or explain it or make it seem like it's okay. So my trust in her, security needs going to go down, love and connection need between the two of us is going to go down. Like that one small thing at a very small level could have impacted a bunch of needs and she says moving her pop screen out the way by mistake. Um, the And probably a bunch of other needs as well. Mm-hmm. The reality is that when I said that to her, not only did she immediately say, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry, of course. Yeah, I, I won't do that. I don't want to do that again. And because it was a small thing, that's really all it would have taken. But actually what she did in that situation was she then came back, like we were in separate rooms when this happened. I was in the kitchen, she was in the bedroom. We were kind of talking across the house, which we often do um like there's frequent times when we're not in the same space and we're having a conversation like it's quite funny actually how we manage it at times yes um but what she did was she came she came to where I was so that she knew that I could see that she was serious in what she was saying because she wanted to connect with me I'm I'm paraphrasing I'm this based on knowing you I'm guessing that this is what's going on correct me at any point Mm -hmm. if you need to um, she wanted to connect with me. She wanted me to see how she was, her feel her energy and see where she was at. She also wanted to see how I was going to respond to it. So that by coming face to face with me and she said to me, you know what? I really should have known better than that. Like we, you brought it up in the context of this was something that triggered and affected you when you were younger. Um, I really should never have ever made a joke out of that. I'm really sorry. So she could like she could have just stopped at the original, I'm sorry, I'll make sure that doesn't happen again kind of thing. But actually she wanted me to get that I that she really understood and she was owning. Like, actually, you know what? I should have known better than that. I that's that's not how I want to show up as a human being. That's not how I want to show up as a friend. I want to be more thoughtful than that. And it went that little bit further and what did that do in that moment? That situation, which had the op- had the potential to put a fracture in our friendship or just move us just a teeny little bit further apart, it doesn't have to be a big way, actually brought us closer together. And I felt more trust and I felt safer with her. And I felt here is somebody who, who not only listened to me and heard me and made amends for it, but actually went a step further and, and to make sure that I knew how important it was that she got, that not only was she sorry for it, but actually she really would have preferred not to to have thought enough to have not made that mistake in the first place and it's kind of interesting I'm thinking about like in all of the things I could have done if I had just stayed in the room I was like all right yeah I just you know kind of brush it off type of deal like it's in my head now and hopefully that's not a mistake I would make in the you know in the future and being human there is a possibility it could be Mm -hmm. but this experience allowed me to have a I don't know, like I'm pointing to my head, like it's, it's in it's like my an, head. It's an anchor. It's like a, it's like a, a flag, like yes. a milestone of a, a flag of here's something to be aware of in mm-hmm. the future. And hopefully next time I'd be like, oh, okay. Like I feeling a similar situation come up, be like, 
okay, yeah, no, that's not something to joke about. Like, mm-hmm. if somebody's moved past something, it doesn't mean that they're necessarily ready to or will ever be or should be ready to joke about it. Like, mm-hmm. kind of relating back, like, with um, in a previous episode, episode, I mentioned my mother and, you know, like, how I can joke about it and I do enjoy joking in certain situations. That's not always the case and that's serena's prerogative to do around serena's piece for healing Mm -hmm. as it is with anybody else so she wants to make a joke about the thing that has she's had to heal from totally up to her to do that there's a difference between someone doing that about their own journey because they've healed and that doesn't it's not a charge there's no charge for them anymore and somebody else doing that about something that has been a trigger or charge for them or doing kind of absolutes on who people are you know, oh, they're going to be sensitive about everything or they're going to be joking about everything, like, situational. <laughs> right. And the thing about it is, that, like, even that, like, saying someone, like, that's a lot of the time, what, and that's uh, one of the rebuttals that comes back is that when you say, oh, hold on a second, that 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 wasn't cool, that landed like this, um, or you're being too sensitive, actually, no, they're being human and they are feeling the consequences of the impact of what your choice is. Don't put that on them. That's again, it's an opportunity to take accountability and say, actually, I did this thing. Here's what I did. Here was the impact of this thing that I did. What am I going to do to make it right? And that's so often what the in those situations, again, it's a way of trying to um, protect protect our needs in a way of like, oh, if I can make it about the fact you're too sensitive, mm-hmm. because my value need is tied into me believing I'm a good person. And good people don't do those sorts of things. So if I can make you wrong for it, it's going to make me not feel so bad about it. So I get to continue to have my value need met, rather than actually instead saying, okay, this was my mistake. And I am going to hold myself accountable. And I'm going to show that I am worthy of showing up as somebody who is going to make right that is that's me being in my integrity that's me staying in alignment with who I want to be in the world which is another way of meeting our value need one is constructive one is destructive and the destructive one never really meets the need it sometimes will mask it sometimes it will compromise it you want to look for the things that are remembering self first is that you meet your needs as a as the priority at the minimum the minimum 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 oh I'll try saying that a few times fast. It's kind <laughs> of fun. Minimum, minimum, minimum. Uh, in ways that do not harm other people. And sometimes in ways that will benefit other people. And if you are doing harm to another person, that's where you get that, oh, hold on, I've done harm. Actually, it takes a very, uh, it takes somebody, it, it's, it takes somebody of great integrity to be able to, not in great integrity, it takes somebody take somebody of integrity, it takes a decent human being to show up and say, I am so sorry, I did this, it impacted you, I'm, this is how I'm going to try and make it right, is there anything more I can do? Um, so often people are trying to protect their image of themselves, where in actual fact, you will get more respect from most people for being that person, you will get more appreciated for being that person, you will get more trusted, people will want to connect with you more, all of these things serve to actually support the needs. And if we can just move through that initial defensiveness, noticing that that defensiveness of, oh, that wasn't my intention, that defensiveness is me trying to protect my needs, but I'm going to do it in a way which harms yours, which means it's going to harm mine. That initial defensiveness is our indicator that our needs have not been met 
or are not being met in this moment. Or normally it's an indicator and needs are unmet and this is therefore triggering those unmet needs. This uh, being, being called out, called in, being held to account is triggering those unmet needs. And in those moments, if we can pause in that moment where that that is brought to our attention and that defensive response comes up, pause and take a deep breath. Which needs are up for me right now? So it's my value needs, my security needs, this needs, this need. What do I need to do? Actually, one of the ways for me to meet my value need is to show up in integrity. And integrity is me doing the right thing and being a decent human being. So I'm going to do the right thing and be a decent human being. I'm going to apologize for the impact of my action, irrespective of the intention. Intention really has no place in these conversations. You might, as I said, it might be a passing comment on the, on the, on the, the pit stop on the way to the destination, which is apology and amends. But it is definitely not somewhere to stay. It is definitely somewhere to land. It's not somewhere to pause. It is a momentary, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. I can see the impact it's had on you. I'm so sorry for that. What can I do about it? Uh, Something else I want to bring um, up is in relationship, friendship, partnership, any of the ships that we have. Family ship. Family ship. (laughs) Whatever that is. (laughs) A lot of times we tend to, if somebody is focusing on, oh, not my intention, they kind of, they'll often have the support of, oh yeah, that wasn't their their intention, or they might say something be like, oh, you know, this person feels bad about it. And the other, let's say with Claire and I, just for a kind of easy example, if Claire had done something, she's like, oh, this happened, and there was a definite, definite focus on the intention versus the impact. If I am um, supporting the intention over the impact and not being like, well, so let's, uh, let me, let me add, a, add another dimension to this example. Cause I think that the fact that you're using you in both situations, it's, I confusing. think it may be confusing the example. So say in the example that I just gave where Serena had said something that impacted me, if I then went to another friend of mine and talked about it and they went, oh, I'm sure that wasn't her intention. Is that what you're speaking to? Both sides, actually, both sides. Oh, okay, great. So, yes, that, having somebody else that you're going to for help, kind mm-hmm. of minimizing the impact yep. of it. But then also, I could call my friend and be like, oh, yeah. yeah, she was really upset about this. And having somebody kind of come to my defense to me and being like, well, obviously, that's not what you meant. Oh, they should be able mm-hmm. to take a joke, blah, blah, yeah, blah, absolutely. blah, 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 blah. Um, another thing that came up for me while you were speaking is it, it's something that comes... I am a jokey person a lot of the time. And it's like, oh, yeah. I don't know whether you've picked up on that at all, (laughs) listening at home. (laughs) All serious, all business, all the time. Um, And really, really short train of thought. Um, You're a jokey person? I am a jokey person. People minimizing the impact certain things may have, being like, oh, well, yeah, no, she can take a joke. Whether, like, they'll Mm. think about that ahead of time and be like, oh, should I say this? Oh, she can take a joke. Like, if there is anything in you that's like, oh, this might not land well, don't don't say say it. it. (laughs) Like, yeah. And I've had that thrown back at me. And it's funny because I never really realized it until now because I don't surround myself with many people who would do that these days, but I used to. Right. And it's like, oh, yeah, no, she's, she's cool. She can take a joke. And it's like, I can take a joke. You're not funny. Yeah, that's not a joke. And that's the thing is that is that yes, she can take a joke, but the reality is she shouldn't take the impact 
of the consequences of a poor choice that you've made. And like, it's it's like you when when Serena was saying about the friend thing of like, oh, like she was speaking to a friend and they were backing her up, or I was speaking to a friend and they weren't backing me up, kind of thing. This is really a test of our friendships and of our relationships in life, just in general. Like, I love Serena and respect Serena too much to bullshit her. <laughs> so if I think she's fucked up, I will be the first person to tell her I think that she's fucked up. Now, I will do it in a way which is mindful and kind and is an attempt to support. She knows if I'm telling her that it's only because I want to support her because I know that's not how she would want to be or who she would want to be. It's not how she wants to show up in life. But I do that for her in the same way she does it for me, like in both directions, it goes both ways because we care about each other. And that is this, that shows the strength of our friendship that I can call her out. She can call me out. Um, and it's like, oh, wow. Yeah. And like it, it's being, it's being received as support. And so often the perception is, is that it's only, encouragement that is support not accountability and actually accountability is one of the most amazing supports you can provide to people and so if you don't feel that you can hold your friend to account when they've done something that you don't think is the decent and right thing to do then that's a conversation for you to have with yourself about right how either one how do I grow this friendship so I can do that or is this a friendship that really serves me is this somebody I want to be in relationship with because the truth is being really honest when we first met I probably wouldn't have been able to call Serena out and not had her get defensive or double down. Yeah, no. Being really honest, so it's not a question. There is an absolute in that one. Yeah. There is no fucking chance in hell that I wouldn't have it at the very least gotten defensive. Defensive, exactly. At the, at the very minimum, I would have been like, are you fucking kidding? Like, yeah. who the hell are you? Like, I, you can't you can't see me, I'm doing it, but like that kind of like jar <laughs> like front forward. Like, kind of that, thing. like puffing out my chest, like. yeah. And so this is the thing is that Serena might not have been that person to begin with, but through the converse, through the development of our relationship, we have we have grown that. We have built that. We've grown that muscle because we have learned to do that with each other. And she knows I'm, o- I'm only ever doing it for the benefit of her and the benefit of our relationship or the benefit of our business. Like there is nothing in me that ever wants to tear her down. So if I'm sharing something with her of that, it's because I know that she would want to know that. Mm-hmm. And I know that she would want me to support her in that way as as is the same the other way. Like I'll say something and she's like, where does that come from? And I'm like, oh crap, I don't know. I didn't even realize what I just said. Good, let's look it up. Oh, yep, nope, not saying that anymore. Um, which happens pretty frequently with us. Yeah, yeah, it really does. It's like, all right, Google. And it's it's not like, oh, I should look into that. It's right in let that moment. me look into it. And sometimes in the moment, but it's always, yeah. I don't think there's been anything where we realize there could have been an impact. And especially on, you know, the first steps in my journey to doing my work, it was like, I didn't realize how many times I was impacting people that I didn't even have, like, I wasn't face to face with. Like You weren't aware of. I wasn't aware yeah. of. I wasn't even aware that these people were in my presence. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, I'm like, oh, oh, gosh. Like, yeah. Like, I gosh. I say gosh. I <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. 
<laughs> well, I think it's because you? <laughs> I think it's because we're being mindful of language in yeah, this episode. Actually. Like we are being very careful with what we're saying. So, mm-hmm. for example, some of the mental health slurs. I know mm-hmm. the things that Serena is referring to, where you don't necessarily know that somebody has a mental health condition. So you're not aware of the fact that what you're saying could impact them without you even meaning to, because you didn't even realize it was a slur until you do, and that's when you can then do better. Um, I know that we're going to talk about this in a later episode, but one of the places that it's you know really present that this kind of came up for me and it's like well if I can't see the impact then I'm not having it kind of idea in life <laughs> and it, that's not how that works it is it's no no it I is mean not. go back to the car analogy like you reverse somebody over with your car just because you can't see mm-hmm. them from where you're standing which is probably the reason you hit them in the first place that doesn't stop it from being there it doesn't stop it from being reality my uh desire to dress up in costumes mm. Like, that was a big one for me. You know, I'm hanging out with my friends, my people. If I choose to appropriate somebody else's culture, I might not be in friendship or be in proximity to somebody or aware of, of, but that could impact somebody. And just that makes me not, just the fact that I could impact somebody somewhere with it. Right. And also... um, Furthering the okayness of it in some people's minds, like acceptability. Well, like if I do it, and I'm like, well, I right, yeah. So it's like if you do it, it, it makes it seem like it's okay to do it, right. so other people won't see that there there's an issue in it. And the reality is, is that even if like it, it's like the whole if a tree falls in a forest is and nobody's around to hear it, does it make a sound? The reality is if you are appropriating somebody's culture, that is offensive. Even if nobody sees it. Mm-hmm. Like even if you're doing it in your own bedroom. I was gonna like, say if you're in your own mirror, just yeah, like like you are you are taking somebody else's culture and using it as a costume for your entertainment that's not okay so even if somebody else doesn't see it that doesn't mean to say that it's not there's not this impact of it and it's if almost you, like the butterfly effect yeah isn't it? absolutely so it's like when you say the butterfly effect what do you mean by that is that when like the butterfly flaps its wings in a different country and yeah it and it creates the a wind tsunami or, yeah yeah, yeah. Like, I think the thing about it is, is that even if, but that's, that's the thing is that even if there isn't any kind of outward appearing to be changed, because it's like, well, I just put the costume on in my house and then I put it off, t- took it off again. So technically. But where did you get that costume? Did you pay somebody for that cost? Like, have they profited from it? And are they from that? Well, they're not going to be because if they're providing a costume, it's not going to be, it's it's very unlikely that they're from the lineage because by definition, they don't want people using that as a costume because it's their culture. Um, so it's like, there's there, we're, we're so ignorant to the ways in which there are impacts to our behavior. And it is important that we are human and that we are, we, we, we realize that there are so many of these things for us to learn that we have to make it a conscious, intentional effort that we are taking steps forward to learn what are the things that will make impact and how do we change those behaviors. Um, and, and we're human in that and there's a lot to learn. So it's like, we have to do our best. We have to make sure that we are constantly learning and growing and improving to minimize our impact. And the reality is, is that we are human and there is a lot to learn. We're never gonna catch them all. So we are going to make mistakes. We are going to unintentionally impact other people. And the important thing to do is to know what to do when you do that so that you can then make that right as quickly as possible, which is why you need to know how to be able to 
stop that defensiveness. You need to know how to meet your own needs. You need to know how to be able to avert further, um, uh, act to avert further harm and to acknowledge um, what's happened and to address the situation, to make amends and to uh, avoid it happening again in the future. Um, the, all of these things, these are the things that are the, 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 the steps that are important to take when impact happens. Because it's not a question of if, it is going to be a question of when. <coughs> mm-hmm. And the key thing is, if somebody tells you that they have been impacted by, by your, especially when you have a privilege that they do not and they are marginalized, it is a question of, it, it doesn't actually matter if you believe you have or haven't. The fact is that they have been impacted. And the truth is that in those moments, it's about honoring that impact, whether you are aware of it or not, and whether it was your intention or not. And the second you become aware of it, that's the moment to take action to rectify that. Focus purely on the impact and not on the intention. Anything you want to add to this? Add to this? I mean, I know we could go on for a long time about this because this is a big subject. And as I said, we've only just scratched the surface today. There, is, there will be many more <laughs> examples and moments that this will come up in mm-hmm. our, because we, we use it pretty pretty frequently in what we do Um, but this was just an introductory let's just start having the conversation and recognizing this is about us in our day-to-day lives this is about remember everything you do every second of every day is to meet your needs and needs are relevant to every relationship every your working situation all of these things are 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 experiences and um, situations in which impacts can happen so the more you learn how to focus on your impact rather than your intent the more you minimize the consequence of those impacts and the more you can more quickly and effectively you can actually address them and heal them so that those aren't being carried forward and actually starting to move forward and strengthen and grow um, and develop like the trust and bond and connection that you really want in the relationships in your life mm-hmm. so have I already asked you if there's anything for you to add yeah and then you went on yeah I had a feeling that I don't know <laughs> no I'm good that <laughs> and I didn't mean that you interrupted <laughs> no, no. me just, you know, do you have anything to add uh, I do <laughs> and now back to me <laughs> So I think that is it for today. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being with us. Remember to stay safe, continue meeting your needs. And until next time, we're sending you lots of love. Bye-bye. Bye, friends. That's it for today. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and give us a written review. As it will help more people find us. And remember, your impact is what matters. Having good intention doesn't make it better. Having bad intention just makes it worse. Well, shit. It really is that simple.